0: Yes, Hello and welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart and I'm Simon and we're both property people running our own businesses and this podcast is just us chatting every week about the reality of anything and everything property. Before we kick off today, please do join our email subscriber list. It's really easy to do. There'll be a link in the show notes of whatever platform you're listening on and you can also go via businessofproperty.com. So just click on the link Put in your details, really easy, and we'll send you all of the resources that we talk about. And that is pertinent today because we are going to talk about a couple of charts that we've read. We're not going to necessarily go into them in detail, but if you want to look at the data we're looking at, join the the email subscriber list, and then you can see exactly what it is that we're looking at. And what we are talking about today, because what has become apparent, Simon, is that we are moving into that period of time where, it looks as though property prices are at least going to flatten, plateau. Many saying prices are going to drop. And we are seeing evidence of that in the work that we're doing. And you certainly are, are seeing that anecdotally as well. Firstly, through an auction house that sent you an email. Yep, indeed. I
1: I have for a while seen in the data that house prices are definitely well, they, they definitely stopped going up. And then there was a sign that certainly the, the agreed sale prices have been coming down. And I had thought that this was, was going slowly, as in the, the, the hot market cooled and sort of plateaued and then started to reduce a bit in pricing. And I thought that it would probably just be a, a gentle, gradual decrease over the next maybe six months, maybe a year, maybe a couple of years, however, however long it takes to sort of work through the market. And uh, I try not to do predictions. I try to look at, look at data right up to the current time and sort of say what's, what's happening now rather than predict things. But uh, my sort of view on, on that sort of fairly mild prediction has definitely changed in, in the last, probably in the last week, really. I've seen a number of things that have, have influenced my opinion. And now, now I am a bit concerned that we might be looking at a much more rapid Decrease in pricing. The email you mentioned is one part in that sort of changing of my opinion. Now I am on the mailing list for a number of different auction houses, and they send out their their catalogs by email, and and then they they have their auction and they shout about their results, and and all, all those sorts of things. And some of the emails that they send quite often, just leading up to an auction, are last minute reductions in guide prices. And there's normally one or two properties in these emails, maybe maybe half a dozen in in a in a bigger email, saying these these properties have been been reduced pre auction, get get you excited about looking at them. But this this email that I received this week contained tens and tens of lots that had all been reduced. I haven't been through and counted them, but I mean it it is a big auction with a couple hundred lots in it and and it could be that there's even 100 lots there in this list of reduced guide prices pre-auction and i've never seen a list this this big before so i i think that's a a real warning sign that there's there's a a much more dramatic price reduction going on than i had, I had previously realized or expected
0: yeah and as you say it's, it's not just coming from one source it's coming from multiples so we have been active in the market for, well, the last uh, several months in terms of looking to buy. And we've had offers on properties that were previously rejected and lower offers on asking prices. So let's say, you know, we, we were offering 10% lower. So we had we had a, offers accepted at a level which we then said, actually, to rephrase that, it was that um, we had put in offers that were previously rejected. That the that the vendor then came back and said, "Okay, we'll now accept that offer," which we said, "No, we, we you know, when they came back to us, we said we, we're not going to move forward with that." I'm now having agents come back to me and saying, "Look, those those prices that the vendor was willing to accept, they're now dropping that. Yeah, you know, they're just now dropping that by another five percent. So could you be interested again?" So it's definitely a reality.
1: Yeah. So the the, the vendors have have sort of shifted from sitting back and waiting for the multiple offers and above asking to roll in. And now they're actually proactively reducing and saying to the agents, please go out to your, your potential buyers and put out that this, this property is available at reduced prices. So yeah, it's, a, it's a big shift. And I think it's happened relatively fast. I mean, we've been talking about it sort of on and off for, for six months or so, but it, it feels like that just in the last few weeks, it seems to have snowballed a bit. I don't know if it's because there's more or press about these sorts of things, or whether it really is actually changing a bit more rapidly.
0: Well, that's the that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Is what what feeds this this direction of travel? Because we know that mainstream media. I've seen it in the Telegraph, in uh, you know other you know big broadsheet papers and tabloids, where you know pick a number, at ten percent or thirty percent is the drop that they're mentioning. And obviously that gets into people's psyche. But even a, even a week ago, I hadn't necessarily seen that start to come through in actual behaviours. And, and the agents I've spoken with, and I've asked a few of them, like, how is activity? And they're like, yeah, activity's been normal. But it, even this week, and the week of recording, that seems to have changed. And we, we know we're in the running to, to Christmas, as we said before. But I, I, I am getting that sense. And is it the fact that people are going, oh, no, we do need to batten down the hatches? And unfortunately, the challenge that we've got is, is you know, multi-pointed because what everyone's talking about is inflation, utility costs, and the big one being the interest rates as well on top of that. And to that end, we were looking at a, a chart. And as mentioned, you know, if you do subscribe to our uh, email group, our little BOP tribe, then we'll, we'll make sure that you get to see all of these things that we're talking about. But the, the, the chart we looked at, although Simon and I both agree, it's not labelled particularly well, and you have to do a lot of work <laughs> to try and get to what you think is the data. But what is really interesting is that it shows the graph plots, the average house price, against the against the average variable mortgage rate and typically so for example when the mortgage rates back in the late 80s so it goes back to 1989 were somewhere around 15% the average house price was about 50,000 pounds and you know it plots that so all the way to down to the 2% and actually we can see when the rates are 2% the average house price is somewhere around the 250 now, obviously, a lot's happened in there, but there is a big red dot in the middle of this chart, which is today, 2022, w- whenever this chart was done, this, this this month, and and it shows it's out on its own. It's a complete outlier. It just doesn't fit in with any of the trends at all, and it shows that, or, or what my take is from the chart, is that really, the, the house prices have to do some sort of correction. Now we we could get into all sorts of debates about what a correction means i mean i, I yeah you know, i don't necessarily like talk saying crash what 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 does a crash actually mean it it could be 10% in london it could be 5% in the northwest it could be 0% growth in the southeast well, you know i i don't know enough you know to to forecast that but what the chart is saying to me simon is that we know that the rates aren't coming down anytime soon and something has to give, and we we can 't continue to play inflated prices and and the the final point i 'll make on this just in in terms of what we looked before you know Simon talks about it is that average property prices have increased twenty two thousand pounds in the last twelve months that's that 's pretty steep on a on an average and in the last three years they 've increased by over twenty five percent so average property prices increased by sixty thousand in the last three years and we've all anecdotally said this cannot continue when well, it finally looks like this is not going to continue yeah i, I yes
1: I, I think you're right i think we're we're at the end of the road for house price increases certainly this graph that you were, were talking about that we've been been looking at I, and yeah i mean it's it's striking but at the same time i'm not really sure what it is sort of trying to tell us because if we look back historically we know that over time, house prices increase. I mean, this is the same as, as all prices because we, we live in uh, economies that have inflation and prices do, do go up over time. And generally speaking, house prices outperform inflation. So we would expect over time the property prices to increase. But the this graph doesn't really plot time per se. It just plots price against interest rate, and it, it shows that, or it implies that there is a, a clear link between those two. But does that mean that as prices increase over time, interest rates must always decrease over time as well? I mean, we, we know that's not the case. And interest rates have gone up and down and fluctuated throughout history, and house prices have still, on average, gone up. So, so yes, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it could perhaps be an inflation-adjusted price that they're using, but I don't know. It doesn't say. So my assumption there is that it probably isn't. So, so yes, it makes a nice graph. It looks very striking, and it certainly sort of spells out that something seems amiss right now. But I, I am not at all convinced that it really shows anything Super useful.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think what it you know the challenge is because and again for those of you that get access to it, you'll have a look at it. Each of the bubbles is a year, and I I agree. I'm I'm pretty sure it won't be you know inflation adjusted. But for me, what it is just showing that the trend of of the years is that you know that the low interest rates have certainly played their part overall in the trend of the increase in property prices. Yet the the difference between the, the average property price and the interest rates of previous years is so big. The gap is so big and that that it cannot be maintained. And that's what I kind of take from it. And it kind of highlights it. As you say, I mean I think all, all the indicators are pointing towards you know the fact that we are in a bubble. The question is, what does it mean for us in terms of, you know, if we're looking to invest because I am still looking to invest. I'm uh, I've actually viewed a quite a large property recently and I you know I'm working with a couple of people that are also looking at properties. So where is your thinking at Simon in terms of money to invest, you know, getting a mortgage? What would you what would you be thinking about right now?
1: Excellent questions. And it's you, you see this you see the market falling to some degree. And as we talked about before, that sort of means that there should be good deals around. And this is obviously a, a good time to buy, whether you decide it's the time to buy now or time to buy in six months or whatever. I mean, that I don't want to try and predict the the, the bottom of the market or whatever, but it's definitely an interesting time to look at potential deals. For me personally, I had a deposit, well, most of a deposit, sort of on standby for a, a property purchase, as in a, a, an extra one beyond the one that I've just recently purchased. And that currently is not possible because because of the higher interest rates and particularly because of the higher stress rate checks, which which actually do seem to be coming down for some mortgage providers a little bit, but mm-hmm. but they are still high. It means that in my chosen investment area and my chosen investment property type, my deposit is no longer big enough because I would have to put in so much more deposit because I can get much smaller loan-to-values. I, I just can't purchase. And, and that's frustrating from my point of view. But if I could purchase, if I, if I had a bigger deposit and I was in, in that position, I think it can still very much make sense to you. You, you can't get the same loan-to-values, you can't get the same leverage, but you can still achieve the same sort of ROI. The mortgage you get is smaller, the interest rate you're paying on is bigger, but these things sort of balance out a bit, and it means that you, you can still achieve a reasonable return on your investment. And I sort of compare this to what else you could do with your money. And currently, my deposit savings are in savings accounts. And for a long time, I've been getting ridiculously small interest rates on those, sort of a few pounds a month of interest. And recently, I've got £100 of interest. Ooh, maybe I could just leave the money in a savings account. <laughs> Don't bother with all this property malarkey. And, and of course, you have to actually look at the real numbers. And savings accounts, you can now get 2.5-ish percent interest. And the sort of property investments that I'm looking at I would be generally looking at relatively low return on investment because I would also be factoring in some capital growth so the sort of return on investments I'd be looking at for properties would be between three and four percent typically so that savings interest rate is not very far off what I would be looking at for a property investment so I think property can still achieve those sort of returns on investment and I think it would still work out as the better investment for me if I had enough deposit for my chosen property purchase type, but yeah it's it's no longer as compelling as it was a few months ago, just sort of comparing it to savings
0: yeah, well, I think that's clearly the case is that because actually if if you're getting two and a half percent and you're doing very little in fact nothing, and you you could buy a buy a property and let's say get three and a half four percent. Well, my view is that three and a half, four percent 4% is probably going to be less because you're probably going to have to put a little bit of money in. There's going to be some maintenance. There's going to be something. So actually, there's always going to be a bit of pain in the first year or two as well. So there is an argument. But the question always comes back to you know the, the inflationary pressure on, on cash that's just sat in the bank. And that kind of brings me back round to, well, okay, where are we in the market? And do I just sit back and you know, something that you and I have said throughout this podcast since the day we started it is that we typically would look at investments. If the numbers stack up, we would still do it. All I say now is that, you know, those numbers are are more challenging to work because of the things you've just mentioned, stress tests and, and, and everything else. But... The market is changing. The mortgage market is changing again, because uh, I, even this morning I had a couple of emails, and, but they were, it were individual products, i.e. not for limited companies. But there was one product for 3.09%. That was a 65% loan to value. And there was one that was not much more than that. I think it was 319 actually, three three 3.19% on a 75% loan to value, which tells me the banks are getting keen again, which makes me feel a bit happier but then I think okay we're you know heading towards the end of this year lots of people are reducing and the big question is how much a property price is going to reduce by obviously if you or I knew that question we'd probably be doing this podcast from somewhere in Barbados (laughs) Um, yeah sadly not yet (laughs) (laughs) So for the first time, it's not that I, so again, I am actively looking and I'm thinking about an offer, but the property I'm looking at is quite big. It's a seven figure property. So I've I've got to do a lot of drawing on the back of a fag packet, speaking to investors, working out how we'd actually do that. But already my valuation of that has changed in terms of what I would offer. So I, I had an offer, a number in my head and there is a guide price which hasn't changed. So, I But I'm now thinking if we leave it a couple more weeks, maybe that the market persuades the vendor that their, their current asking price isn't really realistic. The challenge I've got, and this would be different for those that are buying empty properties, is that it's already rented. So there is an existing yield. There is an existing revenue stream. And so this this again feeds into how we think about what we're buying because if we're already buying a property that, has got circa a 10% gross yield do i fact, you know do i factor in the fact that okay we might take a bit of a hit on the property price so we buy it and then it, the price drops in 5 by 5% but does that matter to me and should that matter to me in 10 years time i don't think it will but it does mean i have to think about the offer because obviously we don't want to start buying properties for more than what we would consider the market rate and you know the email you've seen the messages I'm getting from agents those that are transparent enough to talk about it because obviously they want to sell for the highest buck you know get biggest bang for their buck as well means that for the first time I'm just going to slow down but that just means probably rather than put an offer straight in we might just wait a week or two just to get a better look at the market could we lose a property by doing that possibly but I think we'd rather you know we we all want to buy things at what we consider the right price and we we wouldn't just want to Buy a property that then does drop in value, but equally, if we're buying something for for minimum ten years, which is what we are, I don't get. I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it. Yeah, buying a property that's
1: got an existing income attached to it, existing yield, rental profit, whatever, makes me think why Why is that person wanting to to sell that property? And they could just keep it and continue to to reap the the benefits, reap the profits. But for some reason, they've decided that they, they want to sell it. And they must know that the market is harder now than it was some months ago. And they still want to sell it. I think you've said before that this is a property that needs some work. So they're, they're, presumably, the, the current owner doesn't want to do that work, or they want to put the cash somewhere else. Or they have some other plan for that, that they think they can do better than the, the, the current Yield effectively, so so I think that sort of devalues the the, the value of that yield, and I think in, in the current market, yeah, I think you're right to to be more hesitant and see if the vendor will will sort of consider lower things. I, I would definitely be looking for for much bigger reductions now than than I was just a few weeks ago. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out.
0: So. When you talk about looking for bigger reductions, what would you be speaking to agents and and asking them about what the what they think the wriggle room is on a guide price? If you're really interested,
1: well, right now I'm not speaking to any agents at all because I don't don't want to uh, be suggesting something that I can't can't go through with. Mm. But if if I were, then then yes, I would definitely be trying to find out what the space for manoeuvring is in in the pricing because it's it is clearly not the same market it was some months ago and and i think everyone has to expect to to adjust to that i mean just look at those auction listings that I'm, we mentioned at the beginning there are lots and lots of people waking up to the fact that they've they've got to sell things for less and related to those those auction listings i mean that was sort of reductions pre-auction but there have been other recent auctions that have just not sold an awful lot of their lots because the reserve prices were clearly set too high and, and they just couldn't sell. And I'm very much looking forward to receiving the, the auction update emails from EIG and seeing what the actual sort of overall results have been for, for the re- most recent auctions and whether the, the sale rates have really dropped that much. But I, I think I've seen a, a couple of people sort of mention anecdotally, that there have been some auctions that normally sell 80% of their lots and in the last few weeks have only sold 40% of their, their lots because people just haven't quite adjusted fast enough to the, the buyers. And it'll be, be very interesting to see how quickly and how, how sharply that trickles through to, to the new listing prices for auctions and indeed listing prices for other things as well.
0: Yeah and and the final chart that that we've got and we'll share with those that sign up to the list is that uh, as about basically the headline is that by the end of 2023 50% of uh, UK mortgages will have rolled onto their higher rates. Now my view on this if if I if I think about the theme of potentially this episode is is you know do, what do we do do we do it now do we wait my view on that one is well the the, the challenge you've got is if if you think the market might be flooded with properties, which it might be, but it, there'll be people that come off their current rates. I guess the the argument there is, well, when they come off those rates, that they may be surprised, but we don't, we don't know what they're currently on. But in a year's time, the market could have changed quite dramatically again. I mean, we only need to look at the last four months to see how quickly things can change. I mean, the fact that, you know, the Bank of England interest rate increased by 0.75%, which was the highest in... Ten years now that's the headline from the mainstream media, and but when we look at it in the round, we say well actually it's not it's you know it's still not taking us past where we were twenty years ago, but yes, it, relatively speaking it's been an increase, and this time next year we don't know what's going to happen, so uh, that kind of stat, I think it's one of those that looks really good in the news, and it's like oh well uh, you know we're going to get lots of properties because there is a lot going on, but my view to people is. Don't wait. You know, don't necessarily wait till the end of twenty twenty three because you think fifty percent of, you know, the mortgage properties are going to come onto the market. Cause that that may not happen. Interest rates, I'm pretty sure, will have stabilized. Hopefully next year we'll have we'll just have a stable year where people are not so antsy in the market. And that will mean that Waiting for them, and the, the price reductions may not necessarily appear, so yes, by all means, take your time and, and watch the market That's what I'm doing right now is just watching, but staying in contact with people like Simon's you know getting emails I'm speaking with agents it's just get just make sure you've got a feel for it. You know, I know someone that's just bought a very large residential property, you know a very large residential property now there is an argument to say, well, why didn't that person?" just hold out for a couple of months. Well, guess what? Because there are other people viewing the property. And could that property drop in value in the next few months? It could, but he was buying a residential property. That's for, for that person to live in. And that person's going to be happy with that price and, and just intending to live there for 20 years. So I guess that's what we're saying is just be balanced about it. Don't, don't just sit back on the sidelines and wait because you think the, the market's going to drop by 10% because that, that's not what we're going to do. But equally you know, make sure you're running the numbers, staying in touch with people because you don't want to buy something for, you know, 250,000 that might be worth 225 because that, that wouldn't make sense. I I don't think there's going to be a,
1: a huge rush of repossessed properties coming onto the market. I don't think the banks or the government will let that happen. Uh, I have no idea how they will find ways to prevent it, but I don't think it will be allowed to happen. However, I do think that people, us, everyone, investors and others, have got very used to cheap debt, very cheap debt, and there is going to need to be a, a, an economic societal sort of adjustment away from that. And quite how sharp that is or how, what it looks like, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I think the next year or however long is actually going to be quite difficult for a lot of people. But that doesn't mean that you can't find and take advantage of a good investment property at the moment. So as long as you have the rent actually covering your costs, then maybe you'll lose something on the value of the property while it goes through a dip and then recovers. As long as you're keeping it through that, it doesn't really matter that much. It is really about maintaining the the day-to-day cash flow of the property. As long as it does that, I think the investments can still work
0: and still make make sense. And that's right. And I think that's always a good message to finish on, which is as investors, is that if it makes sense, we can make the investment. And in many ways, we have to put to one side the noise that is going on around us and really just dig down into the the immediate data that we're looking at. Of course, some would argue if there's a 30% drop in house prices, why would we invest? But again, you know, we've got to put all our factors into play. You know, Current market prices, where they've come from, does the investment make sense? Does it yield as well as we can? Will the rental stay as it should? In which case, the, the property investment should work. So hope you've enjoyed the episode. Once again, please do join us via the email subscribe list. Feel free to reach out to us on twitter via biz of property that's at biz of property other than that see you next week